It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in, folks. What do you say? The early line is live right here on SportsGrid on a Tuesday morning. It's Kevin Walsh alongside Donnie Wrightside. Two hours to go. National champions have been crowned. DRS, how you feeling? One of those sad days, Kevin, when I take a look at the odds board and we wipe off NCAA basketball for a long time. But I got to tell you, if we were going to have one college basketball season end where maybe you weren't excited for the final four, tickets were cashing, mm-hmm. fun was had, and it was a fantastic college basketball season. And we'll ask the question a little bit later. Is UConn really a blue blood? Absolutely, Kevin. Yeah, we can probably save a lot of time on that conversation, but we will uh, bring that up as the Huskies win their fifth national championship since 1999. And this one uh, in dominant fashion, not just this game, but the entire way, all of their wins by double digits here. And that's because they didn't play any Big East teams. In this tournament, they dominated every single out-of-conference opponent all season long. UConn gets the job done covering a seven-and-a-half-point spread. This game just etching over really any total you would have found there. 76-59, this game landing with 135 points. UConn's so good. So effortless, too. When you take a look at the starting lineup, you Mm -hmm. get 17 out of Sonogo, 16 out of Hawkins, 19 out of Newton. It was a great game plan all the way around. And right from the jump, Kevin, we really didn't have to sweat this out too much. You saw and everybody thought coming into the game, UConn was the much better team, and they were. They certainly were. They certainly were. Uh, The thing for San Diego State, they don't have to hang their heads because that was true of UConn against every team that they played. Though, shout out to Gales. For the halftime lead that was the most outstanding player. No surprise here. Uh, Sonogo wins this. They I've never seen this before. They announced this before the game was over. Adama Sonogo was that good, but I didn't know anybody would be that good, Donnie, that they would announce it with a minute left in the basketball game. I guess Jim Nance, though calling his last game here wanted to give people the information as soon as he could Uh, 17 points and 10 rebounds in the closeout here for the big man 
One of the best kept secrets in college basketball, who was going to win MOP? It felt like it was Sonogo, unless something absolutely ridiculous happened. And Kevin, it wasn't like he was going out, put up 35 point efforts every night, but you just got those 30 minutes, double doubles across the board, dominance yeah. and fantastic performance all the way through. It was enjoyable to watch him play and just see how dominant he was with that great UConn mm -hmm. team. It certainly was. Uh, and could he be, you know, back for next season? I, I know that there's already expectations mm. for the Huskies to repeat. Now, not obvious expectations, but they are uh, your current favorites to win next year's national championship. We will, as we always do, reset the odds for next season. We'll talk a little bit about next season and the lessons that we learned uh, from this tournament, including the women's tournament, though. The, the biggest lesson we learned, people loved the women's tournament had to bring it up, but the record setting numbers for the women's national championship game, Donnie, are undeniable there, flirting with nearly 10 million viewers for their Sunday national championship game year over year, virtually doubling last season's national championship game between South Carolina and UConn. It wasn't like you had two teams in it last year that nobody had heard of, uh, but this year, again, the elevation with LSU and Iowa. It's what the NBA is built on, Kevin. You either have a dynasty team or an unbelievable player on the other side. You got that in the final four and certainly right into the final. The question for me is how does the women's game actually capitalize on this? The NCAA has a big opportunity. Get together. Make sure next year you don't blow this. Yeah, I, I think I, I know home and home DRS has been suggesting oh. for Iowa and LSU. We started putting tournaments together yesterday. We got a lot of ideas. For the people. Our radio audience is here with us on this Tuesday morning, the early line, Sirius XM, Channel 159. Some updates in Major League Baseball. One that I didn't, Anthony Rendon's been suspended for five games. I read that and I'm like, I don't even know what he's been suspended for. And then you see yeah. the video and the whole thing feels completely like from outer space there. It's actually a four game suspension for Rendon, uh, I believe. An altercation with a fan where the fan said something. And then Rendon grabbed the fan by his shirt and went to smack him in the head. I've never really seen many videos like, like that, Donnie. <laughs> no, and particularly in Oakland where they draw like three fans. So it's pretty amazing that he actually <laughs> was able to get a hold of at least one fan out yeah. there in Oakland to yell at. But it just seems like that's Rendon's frustration boiling over. He makes a ton of money, can't stay healthy, and the team usually stinks. And you saw that video come out. But here, I, I got a quick point on this one here. How come there's no arbitration process in Major League Baseball? Oh, you got five games, you appeal it. Okay, we'll give you four. Does it ever go the other way? Like, you know, we gave you five. We get, you know what? No, 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 no. We're going to give you 10 now for that appeal. Yeah, you shouldn't even be bothering appealing. I hear it on that. The I mean, Phillies are going to appeal uh, one of yeah. these results here. They lost 8 1 to the Yankees. Uh, they are 0 4 to start this season. They're going to try and bounce back uh, in the Bronx today. We'll have time to expand on that, but I really want to get to this next headline here, which yeah. is that the Ravens offered Odell a contract. I imagine this is nothing but a pure troll out of Baltimore. It has to be a pure troll. And the best thing part of it is you heard yesterday, Darius Slay was almost a Baltimore Raven, which fits even better there where you continually pay for defense, but absolutely no help for Lamar Jackson. And OBJ, what are you negotiating with? Hey, let me come in there and who's going to be the quarterback? I don't even know what Baltimore is doing at this point, Kevin. I don't. Yeah. Odell is deciding between the Jets who... Probably have Aaron Rodgers and the Ravens who probably don't have Lamar Snoop. Jackson. Lastly, NFL Draft News, Jalen Carter uh, has decided he will not be taking visits with any team that isn't drafting outside 
of the top 10. Interesting stuff we talked about last night's national championship. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba down 12 at the break and you got to use the type of energy that they did to even make this thing feel respectable it only takes a couple of plays from this dominant UConn team to flip that right around and again that's exactly what happened a 76-59 score that ultimately sees UConn backers not pre-tournament I'm talking about on the night those that decided to lay a big number feel comfortable about this thing total backers here Mostly comfortable as well, I would say. Uh, there wasn't too much scoring kind of happening in a, in a late burst. This game deserved to go over. Considering the total was 130 and a half and at the break was 129 and a hook, despite one of the teams shooting under 30% from the field uh, in that first half, I thought was noteworthy. But what was, what was to me, Donnie, most noteworthy at half was Dan Hurley's uh, interview with Tracy Wolfson as she said, what do you think about the game? It's 36-24. He goes, to be honest with you, I mean, we probably should be up 20. And maybe some people eye roll. They think that's Hurley. But if you're honest with yourself, he was absolutely right. They should have been up 20. They missed a ton of layups. And San Diego State, like, again, and I appreciate the honesty from both of these coaches. They interviewed uh, Dutcher, and he goes out there, and he's like, yeah, their length is really bothering us. You don't often hear coaches in a, I feel like, Don, in a little sideline interview, basically be like, yeah, their length, which is not something you can fix, they're going to be tall all game long, uh, is making things impossible for us to score. And it was almost impossible for San Diego State to score in this game. Another team that UConn held underneath 60 points, and they finished off what was one of the most dominant tournament, uh, one of the most dominant tournament runs in the history of the whole thing. 
It really was. And that's why we're going to talk about how good UConn is now on the national stage and going back the last 20 years, how dominant they've been, particularly with winning national championships. But it was impressive all the way through. And you're right about Dutcher's interview. He is absolutely correct because I think everybody thought that coming in. You included, Kevin, saying, you know what? San Diego State gets there. I don't think they really put up too much of a fight. San Diego State is a really good basketball team. They didn't just wind up in the finals here, but hey, we got lucky. We played 16 seeds all the way through. That didn't happen here. But I think coming in, we knew, you know, what does San Diego State do well? Well, they can slow the tempo down. They can play good defense. That doesn't work against UConn. You're not going to stall UConn out at this point. You have to go toe-to-toe. And the toughest part is when you're not a great offensive team like San Diego State is, you usually need easy buckets, Kevin. And what I mean by that is getting the putbacks, driving to the lane, getting layups here. You don't do that against UConn, which means you have to rely on three-point and outside shooting, which isn't really what San Diego State does. Credit San Diego State for getting to the final, but certainly they were outclassed overall by UConn. And my goodness, like, if you want to say to UConn, because I know there were a lot of people, well, they got lucky. They didn't really play too many teams. A lot of the top seeds were knocked out by the time they got around. Look at the schedule they had here in the tournament. Look who they played, but look at the final score. Was there ever any doubt? And the best one, Kevin, as I was sitting in Atlantic City in a bar before going into a concert going, I'll be damned. I was going to knock UConn out. That could be one of my futures. <laughs> I actually had that thought process late in the first half. Yeah. Like, this can't be happening. UConn can't get knocked out on the opening weekend of the tournament. And they had a super second half, and away they went in the tournament. Yeah, absolutely. I think Iona ended up maybe being their least competitive game somehow, which was <laughs> uh, a shame when it was all said and done. You talk about, you know, takeaways, DRS. And for those that don't know, Donnie um, grabbed some UConn before this tournament got underway. And and this is, is going to happen, but the timeline was, was full of UConn backers. And I am not going to discredit any of you. Great job. You picked the national champion in a tournament that was obviously wild. However... At no point, I imagine, have any of you UConn backers heard, man, how did you see that coming? Because, it, to some degree, of course you saw it coming. You took a 22-1 to ticket on a team that was fourth overall the day before the tournament started. Not fourth overall back in December. Not fourth overall preseason. No, I mean in that West region, the region of death, with the defending national champion, Kansas Jayhawks, UConn was better than them. If they would have played head-to-head, UConn would have favored the basketball game. Whether Bill Self was there or not, UConn played Gonzaga, the three-seed in the region. UConn was favored in the basketball game. All of that is to basically say, and we'll see if it happened next year, this might be, Donnie, a one-year anomaly where somehow the... National championship odds saw just an unforgivable gap in terms of what a team has shown us, how the advanced analytics rank them, and where their price ultimately lined up in the futures market for their odds to be, I believe, outside of the top 10 or, again, right around that. But to be fourth overall heading into the tournament, it was a great piece of value that you and others found and ultimately were able to cash in. 
Yes, and also remind ourselves, Kevin, how the season went for UConn. You know, weren't a top-ranked team heading into the season, but found themselves with an unbelievable November-December. And then I believe lost like six out of eight games or eight out of ten games, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, they're on the afterburner. Then they turned up the gas late in the season, played in a competitive Big East, and went into the tournament. Because as I picked, it wasn't so much for me, Kevin, where I came into the tournament and go, okay, let me just pick a couple top seeds here. Maybe UConn winds up. I actually wanted to have that strategy of give me, you know, a best-case scenario, one team from each region. Yeah. They all win, get to the Final Four, and I don't have to hedge anything because they have an automatic winner. But the more you started to look at it, go, man, UConn makes a lot of sense because also we were getting Alabama like I had a ticket at 8-1. to one. Which, yeah, though, I thought they were the best team overall in college basketball. But the more you started to look and say to yourself, like, hold on now. I just got UConn 25 to 1 a few days before the tournament. Let's just see if they can win the first weekend or get to the Sweet 16 and maybe try to line it up. And the farther they got, the better they actually got. And it's very rare that you have the best team in what you think in the tournament in the Elite Eight still at a 25 to 1 ticket. Those are still tickets that you're like, hey, expected it. Alabama, 8 to 1, or, you know, another team, 15 to 1, or 16 to 1. To get 25 to 1 plus there on a UConn ticket the day before the tournament starts was fantastic value. Now, it's one of those where, like, hey, you know what? I hope UConn wins and see what happens because you got to win six games in a row to get there. There are no series. But my goodness, if there was ever any sweat free here outside that first half against UConn, you got it. And Kevin on the radio, we talked about it yesterday. For me, I did hedge $500 on San Diego State. And I probably shouldn't have done that. And we talked it through. It was just that you didn't want the sweat here. But anytime you get to a final game with a 25 to 1 ticket and roughly an eight point mm -hmm. advantage, you're not supposed to hedge that. So I'm honest with myself. I wanted the money in my pocket. I get that. I probably shouldn't have done that. And in hindsight, is 2020, I would have made myself a little bit more money. But I'm still happy the way the tournament ended because of the perfect hedge opportunity with a team in the final as like a plus 320 price. I couldn't pass it up. But my goodness, UConn sweat free last night. Certainly was. And then, look, I think we can do this with a minute left in this segment. Is UConn a blue blood? Yes. Donnie, any thoughts? I mean, absolutely. Look at the last 20 years, Kevin. What's the sign of a blue blood here, right? If you look at, like, Duke. Yeah, Duke turned into a blue blood because Mike Krzyzewski came there around 1980 and had a long run for roughly, you know, 40, what felt like 50 years at Duke. They won national championship, but in the race the entire time. How about a blue blood mm -hmm. here, Kevin? Three different coaches over the last 20 years won a national championship. That's a blue blood. That means the program is healthy. Forget about the coach. Yeah, again, I'm... Is there a debate or are people just what, what we're doing right now is people going, hey, yeah. can we admit UConn's a blue blood? Who's not admitting it? Who's out there going? No, <laughs> yeah. I don't even yeah. know who that, yeah. that those people don't exist. Yeah. They don't exist. Louisville's Tournament a takeaways, blue blood. People. Louisville. Yeah. Yeah, they wear red doesn't count. Tournament takeaways. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
it's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash grad admissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's get into some tournament takeaways. What we learned, if you will. Lessons we'll try and uh, keep in mind for next year. Uh, and even maybe put an eye towards next year uh, as well. I'll let you bat lead off here, Donnie. Talk to me. Uh, one tournament takeaway for you. Yep, so we're going to start right here, Kevin. Last night's game, which I think I'm finally breaking through on a national <laughs> stage. Most people just say I get angry for no reason and I don't bring any valid points sometimes and what's the big deal here? But I found myself looking on Twitter as you know, time started to go, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, around 8 o'clock, and everybody was finally saying the same thing, Kevin. And I felt like saying, where have you guys been all of these years on Twitter? Will I rail against this ridiculous start time here for the College Basketball National Championship that gets buried on a Monday night? And I finally feel it gets resonated because there is no reason for it here. Not one sporting event does this. When you're taking a look at, let's just say, the NFL Super Bowl played on a Sunday, 6.30 p.m. or 6.20 p.m. start here. You saw the women play on Saturday and smash records here because everybody is available to watch the game. Kevin, I'm not asking for the national championship game to be played at 5 o'clock on a Monday night so I can watch it and then go to bed at 7.15. I'm not saying that here, but I don't understand what the makeup is of why it has to be so late because we always talk about like growing the game, having fun. If you did this on a Saturday night, Kevin, I don't think anybody would actually complain because you got Sunday to relax and you're at a party maybe Saturday night. It makes some sense. Kevin, a 9.20 tip time on a Monday night, and I actually think now, finally next year, it goes away. How about that? I think if that's what you want the result to be, which, by the way, I do think th- it felt like this was the most we heard about it. Maybe it was the most I just joined you in the complaining. 7.30 last night. I'm like, wow, we're an hour away from two hours away from this game being played. Which It just felt like an eternity. I think you need the women's game to outdraw the men's game. I don't know if that's reasonable. I, I don't have the, the great reference point, Donnie, for what last year's men's national championship game did. As, as incredible as Caitlin Clark is, as fun as that game was, if the women's game outdraws the men's game, the men will, whoa, 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 hold on now. Because that, that, it'll just catch the attention. You'll have to kind of wonder about it. And yesterday, all anybody could talk about was how awesome the ratings were, and rightfully so, for that women's game. They deserved every single bit of it. And I'm not pretending that the re- – it's not as if that would have done half the audience if it wasn't at Sunday at 3.30. But I do think the Sunday 3.30 time slot there 
ultimately uh, was a boost. To carry this over to something for me that stood out with this tournament, and it was on display last night, but there were a couple of players that the odds makers in the props market just seemingly could not catch up to. When you think about college basketball player props, really, at least on the show, do we talk about them before the tournament? Not really. Just, it's, it's not the way I think people usually approach things. But what that means is the books have all year long to know where they want to set certain guys. And there were a couple that they just couldn't touch. Marquise Noel, for me, probably my favorite player of the tournament. I think many uh, would agree. Just kept smoking all of his numbers. Drew Timmy, while he went under in that final game up against uh, UConn, there was, I think it was, I think it was maybe the game before that against UCLA, where I, I think and, and DRS was on. He's like, listen, I, I'm just going to bet it's over. It, it's probably, it, maybe it's not the best value. Who cares? He had almost 20 points at halftime. Preposterous. And then the most outstanding player in Adama Sonogo. Sonogo had one under in that game against UConn. It was f- you were 5-1 and one betting Sonogo's overs in this tournament here. Now, is that going to be true always? Maybe not. But if you can get a player who's hot on a run and the, the, the odds makers just can't get their numbers high enough, then that might be the way to go here. Uh, as I, I felt, Donna, that the top-level players were really dominant here in this tournament. And also, let's take a look at the advancing here of legalized gambling in the United States, particularly with FanDuel, Kevin. You know, yesterday on the radio, we were talking about, ooh, I love this prop bet. Joey Calcaterra, who's basically the seventh or eighth man on UConn here, had points props here in a national championship game. It used to be we didn't get any player props at all, and then you maybe got just a couple of the superstars. But now you're getting legitimately 15 guys to bet on here, which means that you're betting outside of the starting lineup, which is sensational and so much fun. And shout out Joey California there, Kevin. Four and a half prop here, drains two threes, gets the six, and covers that up. That's fantastic stuff. But I'm with you on this. It's going to take a little bit of time for the books to adjust because we're so used to looking at it as a pro landscape, which later in the show we're going to talk about Celtic Sixers with two guys in the game in the 30s. That doesn't happen because I do look at some of the props like, hey, the best player on the court sometimes is hanging a 16 and a half in college basketball. It is much different pros than college, but it's just a little bit of eye-opening experience to say, now hold on here. Like last night, you could have got a seven and a half rebound total on Sonogo there, blew that right away. It's just fun to bet these things and betting the stars here in college basketball. Now, it's a whole new avenue. And you're right. We're still learning both sides, the handicapper and also the book on how to price these. We certainly are. But if if a guy just gets on a run, and not everybody, right? Brandon Miller was really bad, but he was kind of bad the whole way, if you will. Don't tell me that Matt Bradley. Matt Matt Bradley averaged 12 points a game. Come on, Matt. Let's not. I, and I understand that you were hoping that that worked out that way. It didn't. It is what it is. My point more so is let's not put Matt Bradley respectfully in Drew Timmy's class because that would be foolish. Talk to me, Donnie, though. Yesterday, uh, UConn finished off a perfect season out of conference. What was your takeaway from that? 
numbers hold true here. And you're talking about, oh, Kevin, it's not a big sample size. It actually was a really big sample size this year if you included the actual March Madness tournament itself. And you should have saw it coming because no matter what trend popped up against UConn, that was the one that you used. And it wasn't, Kevin, where you're just squeaking by and, oh, their trend is they just win basketball games outside of conference. No, they obliterate teams outside of conference play. That's what I thought was so unique about UConn where the numbers held up each and every game where you were just waiting to say to yourself, well, what's the appropriate price coming up on UConn? And you kept on, it doesn't matter what the price is. They trounce every single out-of-conference opponent, and that held up right through to the championship game. And I like your point to start out the show today. I don't think UConn's going to get enough respect down the road of how actually dominant this run was through the tournament because unfairly, people are going to say somehow like, oh, they didn't play everybody, which meant, Kevin, they should have played every one seed in the tournament. It was the joke we had running during the NFL season for the Philadelphia Eagles. They haven't played anybody. Well, who are they supposed to play? The Chiefs every single week to see if they're actually a good football Mm -hmm. team. UConn played who they were supposed to play because the other teams weren't good enough to advance, and UConn was. What a sensational run by UConn trend-wise and also just visually on the court. Tremendous. Can I can I make a point on the out of conference thing? So uh, week yeah. eight AP top twenty five. We were like maybe a week into conference play at that point. Can I just read you the top ten in order? Purdue, UConn, Houston, Kansas, Arizona, Texas, Tennessee, Alabama, Arkansas, Gonzaga, and eleven was UCLA. You know what that mm-hmm. list is? Yeah, those are like the eleven best teams in college basketball. By the time we got to the tournament, I think my takeaway is, and this might be foolish, and I hope I'm just falling for a big trap. I am now basically, I'm going to college basketball for me at a conference, conference tournament, yeah. I'm going to turn my brain off. Don't, don't care. Don't care what anybody does in conference. Irrelevant. And stop putting 14 Big 12 teams in. Okay? Uh. In fact, I want to redo this tournament. Okay? Seton Hall gets in. Villanova gets in. And Iona does not have to play the best team in college basketball because this committee doesn't understand how to evaluate teams. Please. My point, again, the, like that, that sample there, that's not I'm just cherry-picking a week. I didn't say, oh, that's what my AP poll would have been. That's literally what the AP poll was a week into, I th- for most teams, conference games starting. And it literally just looks like the best teams. Who had... Who out of that group was disappointing outside of, hilariously, the team that was number one overall? Purdue. That was, that was who was disappointing. Because Purdue's Purdue. And they stink out loud. And that's what we know. Purdue next year will likely have Zach Eady back. Or he'll leave for the NBA draft. Or him and Dan, Do- Dan Dockage is going to get him to, I don't know what's going to happen there. But to yeah. me, Zach Eady will not be the star of college basketball next season. No, 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 no. The star of college basketball is going to be, and some of you listening and watching won't like this, but you should know where I'm going with this. The star of college basketball next year in the men's game, with respect to Caitlin Clark, will of course be Ronnie James. That's obvious. You shouldn't debate that. That's very obvious. We don't know where Ronnie's going yet, which is a part of the excitement, and I look forward to seeing. I believe we're down to USC, Oregon, and Ohio That's State. Terrible. And if you That's think... Terrible. That next year, the opening game of the season, there's going to be more juice for the Champions Classic or Bronny's debut. The answer is Bronny's debut. As basically, the entire NBA might shut down the way they do for the National Championship game. As And they will be all there in attendance. The game will probably be at Crypto.com Arena. And we will just go out there 
and see how things go. Because what's going to happen, Donnie? And this is true. Bronny is going to be in the national conversation. You know that's going to be true. And that keeps college basketball in the national conversation when usually people stop caring and the interest level dips until we get to March. Yeah, I think we're missing out too, Kevin. I need him at Duke. I need him at Carolina. I need him at Kansas. Like, is he good enough to play at those schools? Did they offer? Like, why is he going to these yes, other schools? They all I did. need him on all the biggest them. stage to be a lightning rod. Like, why are we going there? Come on, Bronny. Come on. Here's, here's, here's really, if anybody really cares. Uh, Ohio State there is because LeBron likes to pretend he went to Ohio Correct. State, even though he didn't go to college. Yes, Oregon is there because LeBron basically owns Nike, so it's being respectful. Uh -huh. And then he's going to choose USC. That Stay way home. LeBron can go to as many games as possible. <laughs> I really do think that is how we got to that list, uh, but that is what it is. Let's talk about some NBA action tonight. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, let's get in the mix here. What do you say? A little NBA action. We're going to preview some here in hour number one. We're going to preview more in hour number two. The big game tonight is Sixers Celtics, which means what? We got to talk about the MVP odds. Embiid's minus 200. Jokic is plus 260. Giannis is plus 550. We will break these games down and picks we like and, and things of the nature. Here's my question, Donnie. If Jokic does not play tonight in Denver's game at Houston, Right? Which, by the way, I believe he's listed as doubtful. You can give me the anticipated starting lineup when we preview the game. Does the result tonight for Joel Embiid win-loss column? Does the result tonight for Joel Embiid matter in the MVP race? Result of the game? No. Uh-uh. I think it's just Joel Embiid doesn't throw up a... 14.6 rebound effort, and I think that's all he needs, Kevin. That's the read I'm getting right now in the MVP market where it's almost, and the joke is, right, Stroll Poole comes out, Jokic is basically boycotting in the NBA now because he thinks it's unfair, so he won't play again. And I don't even think anything matters because we saw the other night, Giannis was fantastic. They blew the Sixers off the court, and Giannis actually dropped in odds. 
It's that old joke we were getting back to, like Vladimir Guerrero, you know, can hit four home runs, Shohei Otani can strike out four times, and he's losing ground. It's pretty funny to watch this play mm-hmm. out. Yeah, so for, for me, like the rumor I'd like to start is that Jokic last year saw what the straw poll did for him. So he booked mm. a vacation the game uh, after the straw poll, assuming that he would have had the MVP wrapped up and he just, it was non-refundable, so he's still out on vacation. I agree. I don't think Embiid needs to win this game tonight against the Boston Celtics. Because what's happening right now is Joel Embiid is playing and Nikola Jokic is not. I know Jokic has played more games than Embiid this year. But Embiid, Jokic is not playing at the most important time of the race. I'm not telling you these are the most important games of Denver's season. Ultimately, they still have this one seed all locked up. But the most important time of the race, Jokic is not playing basketball. So I don't think Embiid needs a win. But if he does get a win, which, by the way, they've lost three times to the Celtics this year, they could really use this victory, considering odds are they will be playing the Boston Celtics if they are able to advance to round number two and Boston is able to advance to round number two. And if Embiid gets that victory with a Joel Embiid performance, who, by the way, has now gone four consecutive games without scoring 30 points, his longest 30-point drought of this season. If Embiid goes off here, I do think you can finally see minus 200 really start to escalate there to numbers that suggest this race is over. So let's see if that's what we're expecting. Well, as I just said, Embiid, Donnie, has stopped scoring to Embiid standards, of course. His prop then has responded and dropped down to 31 and a half. And for Joel Embiid, and we've been wondering when would the bounce back performance come, one thing that probably hasn't helped is the opponents that have come on the schedule. He surprisingly, for me, didn't dominate the Dallas Mavericks. But then I was like, all right, well, next game he'll go off. And then all of a sudden he was playing the Raptors. I was like, ah, that's a team that usually can kind of, you know, give you a a one-two punch, right? And they really focus in on an opponent's best player. Then he goes and he plays Milwaukee. Well, okay, they've got Brooke Lopez, who's a DPOI candidate, and Giannis, who's maybe the best defensive player in basketball. All right, so that probably isn't the best spot to back him. Well, now is it Boston? Is Boston now when I'm supposed to expect Joel Embiid to break out? Again, a team that's done very well guarding him for his entire career. The 31 and a half tonight on Joel Embiid is really tricky. It is really tricky. And also, you take a look at the other side, Jason Tatum there at a 30 and a half. We do think the superstar is going to play with a decent total tonight. But also, Kevin, from a Philadelphia 76er standpoint, typically you'd say to yourself, okay, playing the Boston Celtics, Celtics got their number, and also looking at the standings. Probably pretty far-fetched now for the Philadelphia 76ers, believing they can catch the Boston Celtics and maybe pass them. But sometimes just for your psyche, Kevin, heading into the playoffs, you got to know you can notch one, even if the other team isn't full strength with the Boston Celtics and Jalen Brown might not be Tonight, if we look at the standings, Kevin, in the Eastern Conference, let's just focus in on the top five seeds who have clinched their playoff berths. Milwaukee Bucks, Boston Celtics, Cleveland Cavaliers, New York Knicks, outside of the Sixers, right? Well, look at the Bucks last 10 games, Kevin. Seven and three overall. Look at the Celtics, seven and three. Look at the Cavaliers, seven and three. Look at the Knicks, even without Randall, seven and three. 
Look at the Philadelphia 76ers, five and five. They're not playing great basketball right now, almost hovering, saying like, yeah, there's no really urgency. We're three games back from the Celtics, still two games back up for the Cleveland Cavaliers. So what do we really have to win? Who are we actually chasing down? But sometimes, as I said, Kevin, you just have to beat the bully on your block one time. So if you do meet them in the playoffs, and honestly, it looks like a collision course for these two to meet up, Mm -hmm. you got to at least say to yourself like, yeah, we competed and we just beat them a few weeks ago. Sure, we can get this done. If coming into Philadelphia and Tatum turns on the gas, goes for 38 points, Jalen Brown doesn't play, and the Sixers lose this game while they're full gas, that's a terrible look. Not only just because they didn't play a very good basketball game, but heading into the playoffs, what gives the Sixers fans front office or even the team themselves saying, hey, Boston, seven-game series, awesome. What's that mean? Four-to-one win by the Boston Celtics? They really need this game tonight. I agree. They would would finish 0-4 on the year against the Boston Celtics. That's really... Really tough. My favorite bet on tonight's entire NBA slate is Jason Tatum over four and a half assists. Tatum is is a big game dimer. Uh, We've seen that against Philly this year. He's had 15 assists in his last two games against this team. We've seen it in matchups with Milwaukee against Cleveland. And we saw it all of last postseason as well. Last year in the playoffs, Jason Tatum averaged over six assists per game. Did it in 17 of 24 games. Is this game going to have that playoff atmosphere? It just might. And if it does... Tatum's usage is going to be sky high. Jalen Brown, unlikely to play in this game. Tatum this season in 11 games without Jalen Brown has had five-plus assists seven times. The numbers are there. The value is there. I like Tatum over four-and-a-half assists. I also like a little value shot on Harden over two-and-a-half made threes at plus money. Harden is still going to get you your volume I know he struggled a little bit with efficiency recently, but we've seen him get his shots up again, especially against this Boston team this year. I like a plus price on him. To then get to your other MVP candidates, the we're, we're pretty sure Giannis will play tonight. The Bucs are a 13-point favorite in Washington. Total for this game is 231. It is a massive number. Here's a really interesting note on Giannis with a 6.5 assist prop. He has now rotated. 11 consecutive games going over or under his assist prop. Just keeps going back and forth. Eight dimes, two dimes. 11 dimes, three dimes. He is coming off of one of his overs. If you are willing to bet into what is admittedly an oddball trend like that, it would be an under six and a half assists tonight for Giannis. What do you see in Wizards Bucks? Yeah, Wizards Bucks, you're probably looking for another big effort because when you're taking a look at the Bucks themselves, Kevin, I just talked about the standings and where it lines up here. The Philadelphia 76ers don't think they can catch the Boston Celtics, but the Celtics still think they can catch the Bucks, and the Bucks know that, so they need a big performance. Also, again, we can't remiss this or, or sort of talk about this enough. There's only a few games left in the season. We don't officially know who the MVP is going to be. Now, it seems to us like Giannis is actually out of the race just based on the FanDuel Sportsbook, the way they're priced, right? It would be a long shot if he wins it. But we don't know who actually votes for this and when the votes come in. But you know what doesn't hurt the Bucs? Another win and another monster game by Giannis where maybe Jokic sits out again and Joel Embiid and the Sixers lose to Boston and he only scores 23 points in that game. It's not outlandish, Kevin. With a big close to the season for Giannis, he can still win that MVP. So I think that sort of plays into it. Again, just a human element. The players on the team love Giannis. Giannis loves that team. If there's an extra bucket to be had on a fast break, how many times do you see it? It's like, okay, two-on-one break. Sure, I could take this myself. Let me just give it to Giannis here for a quick dunk and another two points. They'll be aiming to line him up. They should win this game. We should get a good tempo. And that's the way I'd go with Giannis. I like Giannis' props tonight. Everything to the over. I think he still thinks he has a legitimate chance, and rightfully so, to win the MVP.
which again isn't an out of bounds thought because as you, his number did go up to nine to one after the loss to Boston, but down to plus mm-hmm. five fifty after back. beating and beat yeah. head to head. And if Jokic is done playing in the regular season, which is now a valid question, if he misses tonight's game against the Rockets, it's now a valid question. All of a sudden, it's a two man race. It's Embiid versus Giannis, and that that that's what it is. All of a sudden, that changes things. So we'll see if that's the case there. At some point, Jokic is going to come back. It's probably not tonight. Denver lays 10 points in Houston. Shout out to the Rockets for being so terrible that a team is a 10-point favorite in your building. And I think that means their best player isn't playing in the basketball game. Maybe that's wrong of me. I but I think I'm pretty sure 231 is your total. The Denver Nuggets have played eight. Of, they're 8-0-1, actually, in their last nine games. So they haven't played an over now uh, in 10 basketball games. It's been a really long time since we've seen uh, high-scoring, high-scoring Denver Nugget basketball. But is the big question early on right now just, will Nikola Jokic play? You'll notice on the FanDuel Sportsbook prop as we're breaking this game down at 7.50 a.m., not a single Denver Nugget prop listed. Yeah, if we look at the anticipated starting lineup tonight, it actually has Jokic in it along with Murray, KCP, Porter Jr., and Gordon. But if we're trying to be honest with ourselves, Kevin, if there's any doubt here for Jokic, is this really the game to come back in where you're playing the Houston Rockets? Again, you're a 10-point favorite in this one. And if Giannis, excuse me, if uh, Jokic is announced out, I'm not so sure that even changes. Like if Jokic is in, maybe that goes up to like 14 or 15 points, how crazy that sounds. But if you're just looking to move forward in the process, I'm not playing him tonight here, and rightfully so for the FanDuel Sportsbook not to have any props up because then you just say, okay, big night by Mary. Maybe Aaron Gordon steps up here. I don't think Jokic is playing, even though he's listed in an anticipated starting lineup. I don't think it makes sense to bring him back in this game. I really don't. If he does play, he's played Houston three times this year, triple-double in two out of the three, but he's also scored under 20 in two out of the three. And sometimes you see things that you, you go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Why would Jokic try and score against the Rockets? Who could possibly care? They're supposed to be up 20. He doesn't really need to. Might as well just pass it around and get everybody else involved. So that would be something I would keep in mind here is if Jokic props come in and they're booked. So the last time we saw Jokic again was in a Philly game where his points prop just kept going up, 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 up. He had been scoring at a high level, and the idea was he was going to play Embiid. His points prop, I think, closed at like 26 and a half. I would really love to see what a Jokic prop looks like tonight. Do they drop that down to like 22 and a half, opponent, injury, and, and everything like that? Or do they still hang big Jokic numbers? Because I would think under points, I'd be tempted by the, the triple-double. Just quickly, DRS, because, again, this is obviously a part of the conversation now. If he doesn't come back against Houston, and I understand your point, it's not like they need the game. At Phoenix, do you think they're interested in trying their hand against the Kevin Durant Suns with him? Or, or, Or do you think there's a chance that Jokic is done playing basketball? Because here's the deal. There's only three games left after tonight. I, I yeah. don't. A part of me really wonders here if Jokic is done playing in the regular season. I think he plays against Phoenix. I really do. But also, Kevin, if he's playing tonight, 
again, he's trying to win an MVP. He knows he's in the race. As much as I always like to use the old joke, like, hey, coach, I give you 10 to 15 minutes. Let me tell you something right here. He comes again back against the Rockets, and they win by 25 points. But he plays 11 minutes and scores six points and has four rebounds. He's going to go below Giannis here in the MVP race. That wouldn't be his fault because he's trying to help his team out and say, you know what, let me give it a go and just participate in this game. So if he's playing, I expect him full goal and props, to be honest. Uh, yeah, but I would go. I'd go triple double, Donnie. He's. I don't care. Jokic is not. 14, oh, 10, you know what? 10. Let me go give you. F- he's not giving you fifty points because he's playing the rock. It's oh, like yes. I don't see that happening yeah. at all. Masters, Masters. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips, twenty four seven, as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering: real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Masters week. What does that mean? Well, it's also tiger season. I so yes. I love this. Yeah. I love this every year. Here's my question. Okay. It actually took me a while to find Tiger on the outright mm-hmm. board. 85 to 1. Does that mean that they are either A starting to hang true Tiger odds or he should be about 200 to 1? He probably should be 200 to 1. And I want to preface this by saying, Kevin, Masters Week here, this is the sports book's favorite week of the year. Not the Super Bowl, not the NCAA championship game, not the NBA Finals Week, not the opening of Major League Baseball season. They look at this and say, this is our most extravagant week of the year. Why? We profit more than this week than any other. And this is, again, Kevin, it's what my timeline says and my sources tell me from the inside the sports books here. There is parties around every single legal sports book this week because it's the most profitable week of the year. And as Dave Sherpin would say, if he's still running a book right now, you'd go up and bet Tiger Woods here at 85 to one. A minute later, it goes to 90 to one. You're just disrespecting the guy right here. Bet you want it again at hundred to one. How about 120 to one? 150? Do I got 175 going right here? Because Tiger Woods will not win this. People will bet it, and the sports books will be popping champagne bottles all weekend long. Well, what about his own tab? Tiger specials yeah. on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Here, let me do this. I love stuff yeah. like this. 
By the way, again, if I was a FanDuel Sportsbook right now, here's who I would have odds for MVP up. Bead, Jokic, Giannis, Tatum, Taco Fall. I'd have to, I'd, I uh, would never take Taco yeah. Fall off that board, ever. Just in case someone clicks a dollar, thanks for the dollar. Tiger specials, what do you, wire to wire winner, Donnie, 271. That's not now, value? Now, FanDuel Sportsbook, you love the show and you watch. Put me in, in trusting your knowledge here with the Tiger Woods specials. It won't look anything like what you got up right now, and we would have a lot of fun oh with the Tiger Woods specials this week. Yeah, come on. You know what? FanDuel Sportsbook presents the DRS boost. Tiger Woods wow. to shoot 15 over. Power <laughs> <laughs> coming. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.